Hello, 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 and welcome to the Rainy Day Smut Brigade, the weekly podcast where we read a spicy book and discuss all the juicy parts. I'm Allie. I'm Hannah. And I'm Ashley. And we want to remind you that this podcast is for mature audiences only. And guys, don't forget, you can support us on our Patreon. Just look in the link in our Instagram bio and you will have access to exclusive content for $3 a month. And also, if you're not wanting to do that, we just appreciate that you're here. International and domestic listeners. <laughs> I love saying that. We're so famous. So famous. So how are you guys doing? What have you been reading? What's going on? What have I not been reading? Have you not been reading? No, I'm think I'm trying to think. What have I been reading? I read The Serpent in the Wings of Night by Carissa Broadbent, and it was so good. Your Marco Polos and text messages during that book were on point. Yeah. You, you were a little you hysterical. You made me want to read it. Is I it spicy or no? It get, there's some spice. There's a spicy scene or two okay. towards the end, but it's mainly adventure pack. Mm. I like that. And it's vampires. It. Oh, I heard it's like vampires. I didn't know it's vampires. You didn't know it was vampires? Honey. Yeah. People were talking about it and being like, I really like this. And I was like, oh, this is going to be one of those popular ones. I'm going to rebel. I'm not going to read it. It's not definitely enormous. all vampires. Oh, okay. I'll definitely It's a it. kingdom of vampires and one human girl. Even better. Mm. I heard it's like Akatar, but with vampires. Or Akka War. quite. There's, I've heard people say it gives them Hunger similar Games. feelings to what they had. Yes, they I have yes. heard Akatar. It gives you similar feelings of some of the twists and turns of Akatar. It's more like the Hunger Games with the plot, but... Uh, more mature mm-hmm. as well. It's and then the new Hunger Games just came out. Yeah. The new trailer. Well, yeah, the, trailer, the trailer. I'm the excited about that. And you said you were listening to Spare? Yes, I'm 51, no, 52% of the way through it. I'm right in the middle of like all the war stuff. And it's just, I have no interest in, in knowing about how he shot guns and the Taliban and all of that. So I just don't care. So Will I'm we just, ever finish it, Hannah? I don't know. Okay, so I stopped Spare. And I listened to Radiant Sin, which is the fourth book in the Dark Olympus series mm-hmm. by Katie Robert. And it was really good. It wasn't my favorite. I still like Electric Idol and Wicked Beauty the best, but it, it was good. I would give it like a solid 3.5 to four stars. What are you reading? You guys know I vented to you guys because I was reading a book series that oh, really yeah, 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 got yeah. me in the beginning. I was like, I'm really digging this book. It's a Y choose. It's got faded mates, second chance mates. There's some trauma that happens. And this girl is depressed, like has been very traumatized and like very, very low. Lots of like suicidal thoughts. And it just felt really real. Like mm-hmm. it didn't feel like oh, this author doesn't seem like she's ever been depressed before. This felt like this author is writing this, working through her own stuff right now. And it was really good, but then it just got to be like, okay, are we ever going to go anywhere? Mm. And then I was like, I got to read the second book because I got to know what happens. And I am still interested and. In Nothing the second book, barely anything happened. They did end up doing it in the end. Mm. Was the spice good? It was only mediocre. Mm. Yeah, wasn't. Are you going to read book three? I was going to, but it's on pre-order. I don't want to be mean worst. to the author because she said she's been sick. 
And so oh, that's no. why she had to push back her release date. But I don't know if I'll want to come back after. You'll probably forget some stuff. Yeah, and like not, I'm you know? not going to be interested enough to come back to read it. Because I was so <laughs> let down by the, the nothing the, happening. The nothing happening, yeah. That sucks. That sucks. Hannah is hosting our book chat today. But this episode is going to be a little different than what we normally do. And that's because it's Hannah's book it's Hannah's we're talking book. about. Shattered is her first dive into a spicy contemporary romance. That's our girl right there. Uh, she wrote a book. I wrote a she book. She wrote two books. I, at this point, I should have had like seven out. I've just been procrastinating like hell. Oh, you're a normal person. We're so sorry. I know. My ADHD has kicked in. We feel so bad for you. My first book is called The Celestra, and it is a romanticy or a fantasy romance. And in between writing book one for that, which is The Celestra, and book two, which I have not released the name of yet, so I got to close my notes on that one. <gasps> I know. We don't even know it. This is terrible. What is even the point of being friends with her? I don't even know. <laughs> Let's give up. But I wrote Shattered is kind of else a- is sitting in here because they know it. They do. The other person that we haven't talked about yet <laughs> that's in the room that we're not going to introduce until later because we're mad knows the name of the book. She can she just might. sit there. She can just sit there she might. and wait her turn. <laughs> But I wrote Shattered as a palate cleanser between the two. All right, Hannah, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into writing and publishing. We want to know. We want to know all the gory, messy details. Ugh. So I don't even really know how to start. I think it just happened. It was a product of COVID isolation. I had started writing just to write as like when I was in postpartum, like pre-COVID. And then during COVID, um, I was having a lot of stress at work. So I decided to write again, just to help with my mental health. And I had some friends that were like, please just publish this. Please just publish this just for us, just for to say you published a book. And I remember thinking like, okay, if I sell 20 copies, that'll pay me back enough to pay my editor and I, I won't have any cost. And then it took off and now I get to do this full time. So it just kind of came out of nowhere. There was not a plan. It was not anything I thought I was going to do with my life. But here we are, and I wouldn't change it for the world because I probably wouldn't be doing this podcast with y'all. Probably not. Probably not. Allie wouldn't have. I wouldn't have forced my friendship upon you. Yeah, she wouldn't have creepily attacked at the pool that day. Who's really the mastermind? Tay Tay. We oh, can't Allie. bring up Tay Tay right now, okay? Oh, the bitterness. We Hello. can't talk about Tay Tay. How is she the mastermind? She has a song called Mastermind. Oh, oh come on, Allie. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're about to get thrown out of this house. I'm already on edge because I should be at Aaron's tour right now, and I'm not. I'm on edge because I should be going to Toronto next week, and I'm not. <laughs> Why should you be going to Toronto, Wait, Allie? what's going on? My online peeps are having <gasps> a live right. Big Brother Canada finale party, and all of my favorite people are going to be there, and I'm not. Why aren't you going? Because it's in Toronto. There is a thing called a plane. I know. But it's like money, children, it's on a Thursday night. You and Walty Poo fly up Thursday morning. I'll keep I kept the kids waiting Thursday. for an offer and you it take, didn't happen. You take one, I'll take the other two. I was like, go. wouldn't it be cool to go? He didn't get the hint? No. Such an asshole. I bet he got it. He just didn't care enough. He just to. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> what we're gathering is you just don't care about Allie. Walt, bring more flowers. 
This is the most important thing in her no, life. I don't want flowers. No. Unless they're black. I I don't think I'd care either way if they were black or you regular. Just don't want I like a flower arrangement, but I like like a plant better yeah. than flowers. Mm-hmm. It'll die on me either way. So give me I kept a plant alive for three whole months when we were first married. And I was watering it one day. And my mom was like, why are you watering that? And I was like, because it's a plant. She's like, Hannah, I bought that for you. It's fake. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, whoa, did you guys hear that? Did you guys, did you guys hear it? No, what? You didn't hear the ADHD creep? <laughs> we just went completely off topic. Oh, we were talking about me. <laughs> we, I made it about it's myself, okay. honestly. It's, a, it's okay. We The ADHD, we're going to blame Ours the ADHD. Like, kill me should, now. Should we? Kill me now. Yeah, no. I mean, I guess I should just go back to talking about me. Yeah, talk go back about, talk about, about me you. since you obviously had to make my moment about sorry, yourself, sorry, Allie. sorry. Such a bitch. I'm being reminded of it daily, okay? She's my iridescent spring court pond. What are you talking about? She's so sweet and lovable and just huggable. Mm -hmm. You you, you squish your face. I'm ignoring you guys. Squish it. (laughs) Okay, so... After I published the, this lustra, I published Shattered as a palate cleanser, like I said. And it was my first dive into real spiciness. And we're going to get into that in a minute. But that was a little embarrassing to write, I have to say. Knowing that my mom and my sister and my grandma they have sex might too. read it. But yeah. I don't like to think about that. They did. They did. So wrote some spicy scenes. And then had to pass them over to this wonderful person over to my left to make sure that they were not cringeworthy. I'm going to move on from talking about me to talking about our special guest for tonight, the amazing Marsha of Plus Infinity Art. She is my editor and she is the illustrator for all of my cover work. She's also done all of my artwork for all my character designs and scene designs that you've seen on Instagram. And she's also a licensed artist for SJM and JLA. I did not know that until know. just now. You can have it see her artwork on her Instagram page, plus Infinity Art, for all of her licensed artwork. Woo, so you can go, go follow her on Instagram. Oh, are we doing snaps? We're snapping. All right, Marsha, welcome. Thank you for having me. She <laughs> so, sounds so nice. She's so nice. She is really sweet. She's like the sweetest person I've ever met. So long as I like. I'm going to turn just you kidding. up right now. Yeah. She, she's got a quiet voice. Mm-hmm. I do have a feel like that was just like. In the moment. I was going to say beaten into me, but they didn't beat me up for being too loud. But the amount of times I was told that I was too loud as a child. <laughs> the ADHD. Yep. So I want to tell the story real quick of how you and I met. And I hope I get this right, but you jump in and correct me. We were in, so your, both of our oldest, what, they're like three days apart, birthdays? Yeah, if that. Two um, days apart, two days apart. And so we were in a new mom's Facebook group and just kind of just became friends. You have like a thousand people in there, but like for some reason we commented on each other's stuff a lot and then we ended up being Facebook friends. And I, and you were posting your artwork for, it was the picture you did of Nesta and Cassie and dancing that caught my eye. And I was like, I really like her artwork. And I, at this point was teetering with the idea of doing a book. I think even my first message, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do this or not. But I sent her a message on Facebook and was like, hi, not to be weird, but can you do some artwork? I didn't know you were an editor at that point. I wasn't an editor at that point. Oh, I didn't know, let me, let me rephrase. I didn't know that you even like knew any of that realm, so to speak, but yeah. So had you on to commission for the artwork. So I guess just like in conversation, I ended up finding out that you could do editing stuff a little bit and we just kind of learned together the whole process. Mm -hmm. And here we are 
hopefully three slash four books in with me. And now you have many, many other works that you're working on. So my first question to you is tell us a little bit about how you got into reading, but really how you got into the artwork and then into the editing. Okay. I told you this earlier, like you're really going back like to childhood (laughs) because like I can remember as a kid wanting to write my own book and I like started many times my own child who is my mini me does the same thing. She'll write her own little books and she'll illustrate them and she'll do all of these things. And, but I also loved art. So I did all of that all the way up and I was going to be an art major in college and then I ended up being an English major (laughs) which worked out in both ways and then I got a master's in public affairs so threw that out the window (laughs) it comes in handy though with world building oh I guess it would like with writing public affairs yeah yeah I could see that. Uh, You're creating complex political systems, Mm -hmm. and I know about those. And I feel like it would help with how you're able to communicate with the authors that you're, because sometimes you're probably having to say hard things. Yeah. And. Yeah. It it can be. Yes. You're not, you're so nice though. You've never said anything to me that I've ever felt was harsh. I try really hard because I never want it to sound like I'm judging. And sometimes you have to. Sometimes you are driving. It's okay. I can't say that I haven't laughed and that I haven't been like, really? But I don't want to make anyone, because everyone. You don't want to discourage. Right. Because everyone, I I feel like everyone goes through this and you're creating this huge world and all of these amazing characters. It's hard to keep up with everything else. Everything going on in there. Yeah. So what was like one of, I know you're a big Akatar fan. Mm-hmm. You are one of the admins for one of the biggest Akatar groups on Facebook. Yeah, I'm mod in an Akatar group. Yeah. But is that like your all time favorite series? What do you, what's your go to so, comfort read? And <laughs> I thought when I was going camping that I was going to have this wonderful one off book and it was going to be great. And I went to Barnes and Noble and I picked it and I read it while we were camping and it was the first book, the first month that it came out. Mm. And then I had to read them as they came out. No, that's, that's horrible. Worse. I really hate that's the yeah. worst that's like thing my I've hell. ever heard. Yeah. Isn't that what you did with Silver Flames? You had to wait for Silver yeah, Flames. Yeah, that's basically what happened to me almost with Akatar. And because I remember Frost and Starlight was already available. So you just and I remember being pissed off. So in terms of editing, we talked a little about, I guess I was the first book that you fully edited. Yeah. I think you asked the group if there were any any people who would want to beta read for you. And I think <gasps> I, I did got ask in that. as your beta reader first. And I had never beta read before, clearly, because of what happened. <laughs> I mean, it's not terrible. It's just that I didn't know what was involved in being a beta we didn't reader. Know. So I just started editing as I was going. That is what happened. All the memories are coming back now. Yeah. Because I, I, I had already talked to you about the artwork. Yeah. And then you just started actually editing and I was like, oh shit. Yeah. I didn't know that that's not what I was supposed to be doing. <laughs> you Can know? I pay you for this? And it was like, but it's like, it's fun. So, and this is part of what I, I didn't like about being in the English department in college because we weren't allowed to do that for each other there. And that's like, I like doing that. I don't like editing my own stuff. I had like never I don't think anyone a paper that I wrote. <laughs> but you liked other editing other, other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. That is, now that you've said that, I do remember you and then we had a conversation. I was like, can I pay you to do this whole book? 
And I was like, yes, please, because I was just sitting at home doing nothing but my and, art. And now you have, you. how many books do you do at a time? Or how many, do you have like a lineup? You do too many. I know you do too many. I do too many. So I do have ADHD. And this is where this is going to come in because I had your books. And then I took on someone else that was a very short, a very short time frame and that was like I was working around the clock to get that out which I did for Shattered too like worked around the clock to get that out Shattered kind of came out of nowhere I just kicked you one day I was like hi I have a book and, and it's, it's not out it's not and the second book in the celestial can you get it done in like a week <laughs> and and then i think i have i think i have six authors i think i have six authors i know a seventh that i'm hoping is going to reach out to you mm-hmm. soon I feel like that's soon about her book i feel like that that person shall remain silent because they don't believe in themselves so i'm just um, saying you need to believe in yourself mm. so tell us a little bit about editing spicy scenes what is the good, the bad, the ugly, and the funny about that? What are some words or some phrases that are absolutely cringeworthy? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so editing spicy scenes, it's so funny because it's different for every one of the authors that I work with. Sometimes it'll just be making sure that everything makes sense physically and that it is conveyed enough. I like to make sure that there's a good balance between what's happening physically and what they're feeling emotionally and you know how physically what's happening is making them feel Mm -hmm. uh, to really get the readers into the experience and sometimes my brain will go with it I don't know it's intuitive when I'm editing those scenes what should be happening and what needs to happen more I know that it's a really good scene when I'm editing it and then I'm like damn it my husband's not home (laughs) there you go you and your husband Casey actually are doing some audiobooks and we're gonna tease their recording shattered right now so we're gonna tease a little bit of that later Mm -hmm. is it hard I feel like for me because because every author has like a distinctive voice. Is it hard for you when you're editing to not put your own voice in there sometimes? Because I feel like for me, I'm very much like, oh, I'd rather it be like this. And this is the best way. I guess there's a little bit of that. But like I said, with every one of my authors, I have delved into it in different ways. So I think that to a degree, I'm just able to get into their mind and Mm -hmm. just go with it from there. It really like I have to have read enough of the book or read the book at least one time and I want to say with Shattered I read through it I made little changes little adjustments you did a full read before you actually really edited it and then I I made little adjustments like all through all of the five or six times that I read through it I think you've read my books more than I have (laughs) read them a lot of times but um, I, I would say I've read some of the other books of authors that she has done, and I don't feel like any of this, like, I never felt like our sayings were similar, mm-hmm. or the tone was similar, or even, like, pulling phrases, or, yeah. I never felt like it was You're the same. like, oh, that's Marcia. Yeah, no, it, and you really do, I think, go into the author's voice. I will say that I, I think that if there's one thing that might shine through a little bit, there's this one thing that really is just a feeling when one certain act can happen and it feels like menthol is running down to your toes that if there's one thing that you I put might that in. include it's yeah. that 
because mm. it happens during oral only. You're really bringing your, your own experiences to the forefront here. <laughs> Hopefully none of my family's listening. <laughs> Our families have listened. Yeah, it, it is what it is at this my point. won't listen. They tend to just ignore it and not acknowledge it. <laughs> but, but that's one thing that like, it's the thing that I think makes the toe curling happen. Right. Mm. It's that cold feeling that shoots down your leg that makes the toe curl happen. Mm-hmm. Like everyone else talks about the toe curl. Why does the toe curl happen? Because of the feeling. So that's that's if, why we have if you. There's something because Marsha is hyper aware of her body during all times. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. But you did say a little ni- neurodivergency with the ADHD. So as we learned. Like, Whenever that episode. Yeah. When was that episode? That was like two or three episodes Last week, ago. Two weeks ago. Oh. With, who was it? With. It was Eve Brown. Eve Brown. Yeah. I need we to le- read that. Out of all the things about being an editor, what is your favorite thing about being an editor? Getting to dive into the world and the characters and like I mod a pretty large group that we have people write huge posts about what they think is going to happen. Here's all their evidence from for all the Akatar series from all of her series. Yeah. And they pull evidence from all of the books and they'll have it. It'll be like really well organized. Sometimes I look at it and I'm like, I don't have time to read this right now to decide if it can go in the group. <laughs> and it, people get like very heated about it. But like, I get to do that on the front end. I get to be like everyone ooh. else's books. Yeah. I'm like, I get to say, ooh, I feel like this is what's going to happen. But then you'll be like, no, that's not what's going to happen. Or I get to be like, you made this Easter egg. And sometimes the author will be like, what? I did. I'm like, <laughs> we didn't even yes. know we did that. <laughs> I think that's one amazing. thing I love. I love leaving Easter eggs in my books. Yeah. That's I, if whenever you read my books, there are so many little hidden things throughout that tie into everything else. I there, sometimes I don't even I don't even remember all of them that yeah. I've done. And I love it when you do that. And that is something that I really like love about SJM that she does that. And then when you do it too, it makes me I can't wait for I can't wait for Allie and Ashley to read book two so they can see all the Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting. We're just waiting. waiting. You don't even know the name of it. That was me. Before we get into our book for the week, we're going to take a quick break. All right, we're back, and now it's time for us to discuss Hannah's first contemporary romance, Shattered. All right, Hannah. Hannah's first time. An author... Hannah's <laughs> first time. An author and her editor interview. It's never been done before, folks. We're doing it for the first time here. <laughs> I don't, cherry. <laughs> I don't know that. We, we could... It could have been... It could have Someone been else could have done that. Yeah, I'm sure. I was just being stupid. That's okay. It's your normal. So it's okay. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's true. I, I was thinking earlier today. I was thinking earlier today about something else that I misunderstood, and I was thinking, God, Ashley, you really are an idiot. Like, <laughs> You're really not, though. You are really smart. That's why I pick on you, because you're really smart. But I just, things sometimes just do not compute. It's the neurospiciness. It's the neurospiciness. The neurons aren't connecting 100% <laughs> of the time. Allie does not like that. Do not say it. We can't say that. Neurospicy. Like you can say it. Uh, there just will be judgment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Shattered. As penile s- intercourse. There is penile <laughs> intercourse in Shattered. Heads up. 
heads up. Sorry. Okay. So Shattered is a contemporary romance. It follows the main characters, Sam and Callum. And then we have a host of secondary characters that I just really, really love. But it mostly follows Sam and her journey in her last two years of college. She is a foster kid who grew up in the system. And she's now attending college with the help of the Giving Hearts Foundation, which is a foundation that just helps support foster students in college. It gives them a lot of resources and money. But as government entities tend to do, they also have a lot of really other shitty sides to them. And one of the things is that she has all these regulations and stipulations that she has to uphold that really just makes her college life a living hell. So she's this type A, straight A student who doesn't ever stray off her path. And I did pull a lot of that from myself. I very much am a type A every to-do list. Everything has to go like bam, 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 or I get a little stressed out. And I definitely was like that in college. So I did pull a little bit from, I could tell. from me. Yes. You can tell? Mm-hmm. Have you seen the, my... I didn't know when I first read it. But, then but now that you know, know me, you, I was like, oh, this is this is a little Hannah. This is which That's is normal, I think. Yeah. In my other book, some of the mental health struggles that Nira goes through are definitely me. But Nira's personality, like her, all of that was different for me. But for some reason, that part of of me just shined through into Sam and shattered. So we basically start off with Sam. She's at the Giving Hearts Foundation. She's with her best friend, Christian, who is also a foster kid with her. And she's having to give a speech and talk to all these uppity deputy people that she can't stand about how much they have improved her life. And she's just so grateful to them. And we just get to see her through class a little bit, hanging out with her best friend, Kristen. And so she has two best friends, Christian and Kristen. Christian is, like I said, her friend from foster care. And Kristen is her really, really, really rich best friend who she met in class. And we just learn a little bit about her, her backstory, how uptight she is in terms of just how she has to go through her daily life. And she also works part-time at a restaurant. And during a really bad shift, she ends up pouring a ton of drinks on the bartender and whoopsie and they start off just absolutely hating each other like he's just an ass to her she's a bitch to him Um, and she's just like totally fucking over it but lo and behold the next week they find out that or she finds out when she goes to her best friend's boyfriend's house that he is her best friend's boyfriend's roommate micah he is micah's roommate so micah and Kristen are dating And uh, this guy, who she doesn't yet know, but she finds out his name is Callum Barker, is Micah's roommate. And so, like a good... Did you get that from Travis Barker? No, I didn't. I didn't. I do like Travis Barker, though. No, I didn't think of Travis Barker. I, with the Celestra, I'm very... I was very methodical and... Marsha knows this with name picking because it, all the names mean something. If you look at the origin of the names in the Celestia, they all mean something and they give a hint to their story. But in Shattered, I just wrote and just let whatever happened happen. And I, the names just came to me. Samantha Williams is so... The, the reason her name is Samantha Williams is because I wanted something super common and not unique because I needed to be... like To, to me, Like her mother didn't even name her. Like she was given up for adoption, like at birth, and it was just a foster. It was in like a name right. she was given, a and I, it, name, I needed yeah. it to be a super generic and not unique, and that kind of situation. Uh, Callum, I think I looked up like na- name list of like hot guys. <laughs> <laughs> Probably something stupid like that. I don't even remember. Callum and his brother Connor. <laughs> Callum and Connor. Connor, they were actually originally going to be twins. I was going to ask you, are they twins? Because I could remember. 
in my mind, they're still twins, and I know they're not. Right, because they started in out my as twins. Because I remember you telling me that. Well, I think there's a scene at the end where Connor comforts Callum, and it was that scene when I was writing that one. I needed it to be a big brother, little brother scenario. Like, I needed it to be like, I need my big brother right now. Mm-hmm. I need someone older who probably took care of me and looked out for me as I was growing up. Well, um, and really, with where he is in his profession, he would be older. He would be older, yeah, because Connor's a doctor. He's a very new doctor, but a doctor. So we know that Sam doesn't really have much of a backstory because she just grew up in foster care. And we don't know too much anything other than she and Christian just kind of went through the foster care system together at this point. But we learn a little bit about Callum's family as the book progresses a little bit later. We learn about his brother Connor, his sister Amelia, which he calls Millie, and his mom and dad. And throughout the next few chapters, it's pretty much just a back and forth of Sam and Callum hating each other, but also finding each other extremely hot. Mm-hmm. But you you don't really you get to see there's that like from, a chemistry there, but neither one of them want it to be there. So you, they're right. like, Ugh. Callum's pretty like right away though. He's kind of like, oh god, from the get go. Yeah, there's like his very first chapter. I think is him and the other roommate drew thank you <laughs> i'm glad they said it <laughs> i was like what the fuck is this thing we knew it <laughs> beta readers for life <laughs> wow. we got one thing right what? <laughs> this is why we're in the acknowledgement sally i'm so proud actually when we went to the bookstore yesterday ashley, and goes, ashley better be first <laughs> Allie goes, can I sign? Ashley goes, can I sign the back of the book? <laughs> Where my name is? I was like, can I initial, like, write above my name? <laughs> I didn't mean it, but. Ashley was here. <laughs> Ashley was here. W-U-Z. I'm this Ashley. <laughs> Talk about it. generic names, Allie and Ashley. <laughs> Allie We're like Ash- a Disney show. That's what we sound like. And Hannah. <laughs> Holly, Ashley, and Hannah. Yours is a little yeah, unique. Yours is Marcia. Marcia. Yeah. Spelled just like the Brady. There you go. I love that. I think Callum's first chapter is him talking to the third roommate, Drew. And Drew's like, something's going on with you. And he's just in a bad mood. But he's had a lot of internal dialogue about not wanting to think about her. Yeah. Like for him, it was a very instant, oh shit, this chick is beautiful i i like her kind of attraction not like an insta love but insta attraction but he also has a lot of trauma from his past Mm -hmm. and he's not in the in the mood to have a relationship of any sorts he's just does a lot of fucking and a lot of excellent leaving best sex of your life fucking yeah he he's i it. think there's a line in there that's what is it he's basically saying he's not the guy that you know has a relationship yeah he's, he's the, the guy you guy. the guy you you're with before you find yeah, your relationship you, guy. yeah 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 you the guy you have the best sex of your life with and you move on and you, because you he knows he has good sex and he ruins things he's worried he he's a ruiner that's yeah. what he that's what he calls himself a ruiner yeah. which we'll find out a little bit about later yeah. what he what he does to ruin things but he he doesn't want to ruin sam because he has no idea about her past and he sees her as this perfect thing because it's what she portrays to everyone because she has to be perfect and she wants everyone to think she's perfect because she has such an imperfect path past so there's one passage i want to read that i really 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 like and it's actually after the first time they kiss like you said they go back and forth for a while and then they end up at a bar he invites her to a bar and they end up getting smushed into the back of a of a wall in the room 
and he ends up with his hand around her. They end up whispering to each other, and they end up making out, and it is quite wonderful, breathtakingly wonderful. Because why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't it be? It's pretty hot. It's pretty hot. They're making out in public. Isn't she sitting on his? Yeah, she's on his lap. She ends up getting on his lap. Yeah. But she freaks out afterwards because that's not what she's supposed to do. And I love her best friend, Kristen, because she goes home and she's like, I kissed Callum Barker. And she's like, oh, my God, what the fuck do I do? And Kristen, who knows her whole past, says, you force yourself to have this unmeasurable amount of control over everything in your life because your childhood was the definition of chaos. You crave stability and consistency and routine because it is safe. But life doesn't care what you want, Sam. Life will throw you 17 different curveballs all before you finish your morning coffee. Kristen wiped away another lone tear from her face. And Callum Barker may be a curveball. A beautiful, sexy, annoying curveball. He's not part of your plan. Michael wasn't part of mine either. And yet here I am looking at wedding dresses every night. But just because he isn't part of your plan doesn't mean that he can't become part of it. Let life happen, Sam. Let it throw you a curveball or three or seven and let yourself live. Because if you don't, then one day when you are old and gray and covered in wrinkles, I want you to know that it was worth it. I really, I don't know. I just really, I think that shows their friendship and she's just kind of like, you've got to let go of the control sometimes. Like Sam is a control freak. We just had an author read. <gasps> For the first time as well. There's a lot of firsts on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I feel so special. Yeah. Was that the equivalent of popping the cherry or the behind? Oh, that was like anal for the first time. Oh no, it wasn't because it wasn't. But with painful. a lot of, but a lo- it is a lot of lube involved. No, it wasn't painful. It was popping a cherry. Popping a cherry is painful too. First time someone goes down on you? Yeah. I was going to say, because I don't feel like that was like. Wait, what's popping a cherry? You don't know what popping a cherry is? Wait, am I wrong? What is popping a cherry? Well, hold on. What do you think popping the Having cherry sex is? Sex for the first time. <laughs> yeah, vaginal penetration. Okay, vaginal okay, penetration. Okay. But then you said oral, and I was like, what? Oh, no, no, no. I was just saying, instead of popping a cherry, we could go oral. I was about to say, Ashley, we're about to have another sexplanation, and we didn't even mean to. (laughs) Deflowering and everything. So we go on for the next few chapters, and it's a lot of back and forth. They make out here. They push each other away. They piss each other off. They go back. But they will never officially make it an official thing. And in the whole the whole time you have a lingering thing in the background, which is Christian, the guy who she is in the foster care system with and that she had a crush on with when she well, was I wouldn't even say a crush, I would say she had like pretty strong feelings for him. Yeah. yeah. Like she, she was loved him. She, I to me, I see it as it was a what she needed in the moment she needed love Mm -hmm. because she didn't have that parental love and he gave her was he ever do I ever see him as ever like truly being wonderful to her no I just think it was but he was the only constant in her life he was the only constant he was a protector he was what she needed yeah and I think she loved him but she didn't know what like real. Yeah, she loved him for the wrong reasons. It was very well, su- I don't surface level. Know that it was for the wrong reasons. I think she just didn't know what like true love. Yeah. one could say. Yeah, was like it was a very naive love that she had for him. She's a child. Yeah. yeah, but I would say that for me, I would say she did love him. Oh no, she did. I just yeah. don't think it was like real love. I think it's yeah. very surface level. Let's argue with the author and <laughs> about what the book is. Saying. I will argue because I, I think it wasn't surface. That level you don't think it was surface level no you think she truly loved him yes Yes, i do but her idea of him was different was different yeah she she She, didn't know him loved her idea of him but he didn't he, yeah, he, she yeah. saw a different side of him than any, everyone else did. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he very much knew what he was doing. It was a very manipulated love. He's such mm-hmm. a manipulative. Yeah, asshole. I don't know. I think part of him wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
So this is one thing that, that Marcia and I talked about a lot when we when we were doing this. Is is Christian in my mind evil? Yes. But I think that he is, of course, you can always make choices. You always have choices to make. But do I think he would have ended up doing what he did had he not been brought up and exposed to some of the things that he was exposed to? I think for me, his backstory anchored him a little bit into where he went in life and the choices that he made. And if he was given a different backstory, would he have made those same choices? See, there's a good question, too, because even with you have two different people that were exposed to the same things mm-hmm. in their backstory. And they went two completely different and routes. They chose, they made mm-hmm. different choices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So even with that, even if he had not, and, and it's not being in the foster system. No, no, no. I don't want to blame that. Yeah, yeah. It's just this. It's si- other things that happen yeah. that could happen to anyone in any situation, in any level could happen. Just being in the system makes you more vulnerable to those things. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes. But it's not the system. It's not that right. system itself. I just want to make that clear that it's not, that's not it. No, no. But he, he definitely had the opportunity not to make those choices. Mm-hmm. And he still did. Because he, he's not a great guy. Yeah. So I, I almost there question there. whether he would have turned out any different if he had not. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. We he won't might, ever know. He might have just been a little rich boy doing those things. Mm-hmm. He may have. He never would have been worse he would have had more resources to. Oh, and he could have gotten got, out of it and all that. Mm-hmm. Gotten away with it. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. You never know. Mm-hmm. And I think it's always important to remember that two things can be true at one time. Yes. Christian can have made these like really bad choices, but he can also have times where he's is a protector to Sam, right. where he is these things. And that's why it's hard because two things that are opposite can still be true at the same they time. They still can occur in the same world. The dichotomy yeah. is there and sometimes it's confusing, but it still exists. But I also think that Sam, to me, again, y'all chime in, but as a writer, I wrote the scenes with him very purposefully to show hints to what he, what his true character is like. And Sam is not an idiot. She's very yeah. smart. Yeah. But I think in my mind, she purposefully ignored signs and symptoms. Oh yeah, and because that was, yeah. she just was like, "I no, this is my best friend, and I know him, and he's good." And she, there were times where I feel like myself, I would have been like, "What do you, what? Why did you say that? Why did you do that? Why did that situation just happen?" But for her, that was her only constant for mm-hmm. so long. Like you said, if she doesn't have him, who does she have? So she's not going to go down that road of yeah. And it came off. It comes off very realistic. That's what people mm-hmm. do in relationships yeah. when they care about someone. Yeah. They're going to make ex- not make excuses. They're going to have that cognitive dissonance because that they can't. Those two things won't fit together when they're in that relationship. And I think that is a hundred percent true for what happened here because we see she talks about even. Or I should say, Christian talks about, like, we used to hang out all the time freshman to sophomore year. But, like, the last year, we barely hang out. And she's constantly, she says, I'm, I'm so busy. I'm this. I'm that. At school, whatever. And he is like, you never hang out with me anymore. And in my mind, even if she doesn't realize she's doing it, I think she is purposely pulling back from him. Even if she doesn't acknowledge it or, like, notice it, I think that there's, like, a subconscious of I'm pulling away from you. And she also has Krista now. So she has another best friend that, to me, Kristen is just, like, gold. Mm -hmm. She's 
a very wonderful true best friend. And it's Bentley? What does she have? A BMW. BMW. Mm-hmm. Her rich friend. Giant house on the lake. So we go on through the story and then they end up taking a trip down to Charleston. So this book is set in Columbia, South Carolina at the University of South Carolina. And they end up taking a trip down to Charleston for a uh, kind of like a body art event. Callum is a tattoo artist. So we have a bunch of different body art events happening. And it is down in Charleston where they finally, finally. They fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it a little bit. Penile intercourse. Penile intercourse. <laughs> they do a lot more than just penile intercourse. I know. They sure but do. It's a good time. Allie won't look at me. Sorry, T, thinking about being rich, I just looking at a house that I can't afford. <laughs> <laughs> the ADHD kicked in. So the first true sex scene we see is at the beach house. It's at Callum's parents' beach house, actually. And it's after he took her to the beach for the first time. And she got to see the ocean for the first time. What did y'all think about the first sex scene? Marsha knows it in depth. Say, what did y'all think about her seeing the beach for the first time? <laughs> <laughs> She if you want, for well, for time. people who live in Colombia, the fact that she's never been to the beach, like that is really crazy. And, uh, yeah, like, she's never ever. She's an hour and a half from the beach, and mm-hmm. she's but she's never, never been. been on vacation. Yeah, she- it makes se- like I know why, but I think for someone who like lives in the Midwest, that wouldn't be such a big stretch, such a big idea. But you have to realize how close Colombia is to the beach. Yeah, it's an hour and a half drive. Yeah. So, what did y'all think of the first? sex scene I, I enjoyed it for yeah. and my favorite line that's where my favorite line is right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah my favorite line is in the first sex scene i just reread it it's hard because then, then there's the other one that i i like i probably more and i don't know if it's as in depth i can't remember is it the one with the with him tying her up no it's when she wears when she wears the, the thing oh when she yeah. wears the crotchless panties oh that's the, the next one yes. it's yeah. not as in-depth yeah because right, no. it's, as it's like the next day but i like the build-up of that mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and then she's made like taunts him with the dolphin tattoo thing and that makes me happy but i do love their banter during sex mm-hmm. i like i think there's one time where yeah where she's like is it is is this all we're going to do after he goes down on her? And he's like, something about it. Let's just read it. Oh, and I like it when he gets in her. He's <laughs> like, hold on. <laughs> I need a minute. I need a minute. <laughs> I was like, okay, Walt. <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a true guy thing that happens. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like it. I like that. I'm like, yeah. All that build up, and then the guy fr- and then the- finally get in there, and they're like, oh, hold up. don't move. Oh, shit. I got to calm down for a second. I got to calm myself <laughs> down, honey. Hold up. I did like that a lot. I'm trying to remember details. I've read so many smutty books. <laughs> the things that, so I'll, no, I'll tell you the things that have stuck out to, like, my ARC readers, and I get lots of, like, DMs on Instagram, of course, which we're going to share in just a moment, the hair tie scene. People love that line, but... People have talked a lot about what you just said, him being in her and then having to take a moment. And then I had a lot of people, which I wasn't expecting, be like, I love when she, when he goes down on her and then he kisses her. And then she's like, oh, that's what I taste like. Like she voices it to him. Oh, yeah. Because I remember that. They're yeah. like, oh, yeah. Like that is something I said to my husband, like, oh, or my boyfriend or whatever. And it's such a, just a realistic thing that you're just like, okay. Yeah. yeah. So there's little things. That was um, one thing that I was going to say. I felt like you straddled the line really well of it being like a really sexy scene, but it also still being like pretty realistic. Yeah. And it was didn't feel like 
oh, that doesn't happen in real life. I wanted it to be as realistic as it could be, but also as I I think to me, it was very emotional, Mm -hmm. which I'm not going to get into why, because I want that to be a surprise for the readers who haven't read it yet. But it's a very emotional thing for her, not just because of her past. But the other thing that people talk to me a lot about, and I actually use this because I read it in another book, was after they had sex for the first time, he, he went and got like a warm cloth and just gave it to her like and helped her clean up yeah I've read that in a few books but I I really loved their their kind of first time that first night and then the second night is the crotchless panties night and that to me definitely I'm glad you brought that up because to me the second scene I didn't just want to have just another in-depth sex scene to me the sex the second sex scene is more about the build-up to it yeah and then there's a shorter that tension the other kind of tension is gone so yeah, like, the, like are we going to do it or them not? Having the tension of, oh, I want to do this. Yeah, because right she shows it to him now. before they leave, right? Yeah, she lifts yeah. yeah, she lifts it and he's like, fuck, we're not going to make our reservations. <laughs> and then she's like, nope, you're not touching me. But he's so respectful of her. That's one thing. He's just very, very, very. Res- and you find out why he's so respectful. He's constantly asking her if everything's okay. Like, can I do this? He's just very, he's a fucking whole package. He slept on the really futon is. when she was, drunk, when she was and drunk and she called him to come over and then blocked him again. She was drunk. <laughs> and she was like, don't, don't, don't leave me. I'll just stay, just stay. And he slept on the futon. He's like, I didn't want to see what would happen if you woke up and I was in the bed beside you. Like, I didn't want the wrath. If, <laughs> but he's if, like two times bigger than the futon. Yeah. I picture them as she's rather small and he's just like, he's not like a big guy. Rod. He's got a swimmer's build. Is that what you're trying to say? Michael Phelps. Yeah. That is the type of build that yes, like he's a t- he's very tall and his uh, he's not like tall and skinny. He's very tall and his body fits his aesthetic well. But I wouldn't say he's not the guy that's he's gonna not be- Jason Momoa. No, or- he's not going to go to the gym and work out for an hour every day. Yeah. Okay. He's not going to, he's going to stay, he's completely fit. Every time I imagine him, he's wearing a black t-shirt and I guess he wears always black. He even has, I think like he changes shirts at one point and doesn't he change shirts in one scene and she gets a, he gets a shirt out of his trunk and she's like, like, oh, you have her black (laughs) t-shirts. Hannah had to ask her editor. I did. I did. Something happened in her own book that she wrote. It's okay. okay. And I just want everyone to know that that's an authentic situation. (laughs) she's read it more than i have i love that so much although i do read it a couple weeks ago because i had to reference something something for someone and then i just it was like halfway through and then i just read the rest of it I why mean, not you can't get halfway through this without reading the rest of it it's I was like, so oh, the tension i got it was the scene when they were in the they were folding silverware oh and he's being an asshole yeah he's being an asshole about the yeah. silverware been a total asshole because he just clams up he doesn't even know how to fucking act in front of her he's just he's a, he's an idiot he's a boy you know what i loved when he bought all the coffee stuff for the restaurant and he bought I peppermint loved that he's like, peppermint. and he even so was much. like i don't know if this is a coffee thing but i'm gonna get it yes it he so did everything sweet. for her and he the whole taylor swift yes mm-hmm. and then he bought the albums he shouldn't have bought yeah she was like these are not the tv version these are the scooter braun fuck you bought these and i haven't made she hasn't made her own version yet. Yeah. Yeah. That that was 100% me shining through. Yes. But I there's you all these say. little. We tip- didn't know. We had. Is she a I Taylor mean, Swift fan? You didn't know it was Taylor I Swift I did because I could tell by what you were writing because I knew enough about the Scooter Oh, you're not at this point in reading this yeah, book. Yeah, because we know. read that book when we like barely knew you. Yeah. And yeah. I could. I was like, oh, she's a Taylor Swift oh, fan. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. That yeah. was 
on the automatic. Yeah. yeah. So the third sex scene is them in the at work where he ties her up on the yeah exposed the beams, exposed beams and pipes in the office. In the office. Hmm. With with his tie or her tie? Her tie. Her, yeah. her tie. Mm-hmm. And if you have the if you're looking at the book, the photo, the little picture. And that chapter before the chapter is Sam wearing her outfit and her little tie. Yep. Mm. Yeah. One thing that I love is actually, this is more Marsha's idea. Is that was so much work. At the beginning <laughs> of every really chapter. I paid her but for every one of these. So okay. <laughs> Lord have mercy. And of course, I didn't even know about them until like. Y'all read it on the computer. Because we read it on the computer. Right. Yeah. yeah. But these are. There are little pictures that mean something to each chapter and Marsha drew each of the little pictures they they're kind of the size of icons yeah they're like at the beginning of each chapter but you know what they are do you know what they are they're all the drawings in his sketchbook that she finds all of them all of them are the drawings so like if you you look that if you look there's like one of her sleeping yes I saw that one and like there's a lot of stuff that reference references the uh, restaurant they both work at mm-hmm. so there's lots they all are things that he would have drawn mm-hmm. like and that's the, why they're sketch style yeah they're sketch style because it's, it's from a sketchbook yeah and okay she sketched them he mm-hmm. sketched them oh no marcia did he sketch marcia did sketch <gasps> i did although not in a book so okay. we know what callum's style is it's marcia's <laughs> callum is marcia Marsha is Callum. Oh, oh my oh, ew, god! I can't wow, Marsha, you're so hot. <laughs> she, but not physically. I'm you, you like, really know. physically. I'm really small and unassuming. But <laughs> I'll take it. We'll take and then it. at the very end, there's another little tidbit. I think y'all know about is there's a line from her therapist where she talks about her road being broken and shattered. Her path is broken, but. She can fix it in the long run. And then in the epilogue, each one of the, the epilogue is six different months. It goes through six months in the future. And I'm not going to say what happens, but I will say the the icon at the beginning of each of the month is a shattered road, but each month it gets a little bit more fixed mm-hmm. to the very end. The road is smooth and shiny. Again, I love those little things, those little things that you add, that we added into into Shattered. Because I love adding little like Easter eggs Easter just eggs. as much as you so do. So good. But so out of those three scenes, the first sex scene, the second sex scene with the crotchless panties, and then the exposed beams tying up. What do y'all like? I like the first one. I mean, I like the third one too, but I like the first one. Much more in depth. What about you? I remember, like, when I go back and think, I remember more of the crotchless panties panties one Mm. like that scene stuck out the hair bands dialogue stuck out to me like i remember that but the and we're gonna play like you said the i think you said the build-up the build-up of the second i thought was really cute and so for the final thing that we're going to talk about tonight is we have a what should we call it a A world premiere oh it is a world premiere because we're international yeah so it's a world premiere So Marsha and her husband Casey are amazing and they have amazing voices and they are currently recording the audiobook for Shattered. And I'm going to play a little bit of a scene for you. All right, so we're about to listen to the world premiere of some audio of Shattered. The infamous hair tie scene. Can I borrow this? He fingered the hairband on her wrist. She slipped it off and handed it to him. Yeah, why? I need to pull my hair back for what I'm going to do to you. And then there was no more talking. He brushed his lips against hers and then molded the hard lines of his body to the soft curves of hers. Only two very measly strips of fabric separated them now. 
He spent his time kissing and sucking and licking every part of her he could reach. Sam went from trembling and nervousness to practically shaking with desire. He spent what felt like hours toying with her chest, and each time he bit down on her nipple, she screamed out a muffled curse. When his mouth finally made it down her stomach, he paused to widen her legs, and then she lost her breath when he ran his finger down the fabric of her thong. So wet. So there was your first taste of shattered. That was intense. <laughs> We're sitting here like dying because we know the people. It's so weird when you know the people who do the audiobook. Yeah, I've never thought about that before. Like usually you can just send it off to someone right. and you don't know them. But having the person who's reading it sitting but in front of then you. they're looking you in the And they're looking at Like Marsha is looking Ashley in the eye as you hear her voice on the audiobook. And my friend wrote it. And I'm like, oh my God. Sounds so different than reading it, and I just can't. Oh, this is so inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we talk about this shit all the time, we're literally we literally have a uh, sex podcast. Actually, created. I'm sitting here red as a bee. Your, your face, you're like. I bet your cheeks hurt because you're just sitting there smiling. <laughs> like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Oh, I loved it. It's oh my god. So that's my one of my favorite scenes. I don't know. I just I. I like the hair tie scene, and that has been what most people have commented on that they like the most as well. If that didn't convince you to buy the book and read it, then I don't know what will. A hot, sexy tattoo band with long hair. I'm impressed, Marsha. About what? (laughs) That I was able to do it. No, just like your voice is good. Thank you. Because, like, you have to act to be able to, like, I can't. You can tell every time I'm reading from the script. What do you you mean? No, you can't. Not at all. (laughs) Your voice doesn't go flat at all. You don't go monotone at all. Even and that, that's me trying. I'm not saying anything. So vibrator scale. I think it's a two. Or but it might to be me, a, it's a one for me. It's I'm a say, one. I'd give it a one. Yeah. It's very simple. There's not mm. there's nothing crazy. Like it's definitely a book that I would recommend to someone who doesn't even read a lot of smut. Yeah. I'd be like, Yeah, this is fine for you to read. Yeah. I think after it's a listening starter book. to that. A one? Yeah. One. Oh, oh no! Oh, we yeah. picked the wrong one. Oh, I pressed the wrong button. My Uh-oh. bad. She did it on purpose. Oh, she's so mean to you. I wanted to give it a two. <laughs> <laughs> you were a little flustered. I was flustered. Um, I was flustered too. I will say my husband Walt read. Oh yeah, Walt read the book, and he really enjoyed it. He read it probably in like two or three days. He told me, which I is like he, really quick for him. He was like, "It's a solid eight out of ten. Yeah, that's what he's. I think he's. I said, "What would you rate it?" And he said, eight out of ten." And I said, "Well, usually we rate books on five, five stars. Yeah. That's and a four like, out of five. I'm taking it from Walter. Yeah. And then our dog ate it because our dog liked it. (laughs) Do you want a copy? (laughs) No, I'm going to buy another copy. I already told you I was going to buy another copy. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. I have a lot. I know, but I'm not going to take it. You're in the acknowledgement section. I know. I'm going to buy it. Okay, I'm not going to throw down your money. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, I'm like, what is a critique you have? And I want you to be honest. What's a critique of the book that you have? One of my critiques is it wasn't like my most favorite representation of what foster care is like. Yes, you told me about that. Yes. Do you, does anyone have anything to say before I close this out? Uh, it's Marsha. Thank yes. you for your insight. Thank you so thank much you for Marcia. coming, chatting about the editing world. Yes. First editor that we've had. I feel like I barely talked about editing. Well, you talked <laughs> about right. just 
yeah. stuff in general the books editing artwork all of it yeah please go check out her art and we'll have her link in the show notes please check it out it's really pretty i actually commissioned her to do some art for us and so far it's looking really cute i'm excited about it thank you so much for listening to this episode of the rainy day smut brigade this show is produced by ali hannah and myself ashley don't forget to leave a review follow us on instagram and subscribe to the patreon for more devilish content next week i will be hosting pestilence by laura thalassa and it is the first in her four horsemen series and i love it it's i so love good. it so much we've actually already recorded it we just talked about how much you love it. We're so so obsessed with it. Read it. You're going to love the episode. As we like to say, Marsha, good sex to you. Good sex to you. (laughs) Thanks. You can say it back to us. Don't you wish us good sex, Marsha? You don't want us to have good sex? I want you to have all the sex. Do you want us to have mediocre sex? All the most amazing. Okay. All right. All right. Toe curling. Can't sit down for a week. Oh, okay. wow. Okay. Okay. That's a lot. That's going to be a long hashtag for me to write. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. We're out. Down tonight.